Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is a Locker Room production. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Yeah, this team sucks. Thank God there's only 14 games left. Just a bunch of quitters and losers. Uh, there's no other There's no other way to put it anymore. I, I believe I just saw on Twitter this is the seventh time. I retweeted it, um, so check it out there. But I believe it's the seventh time you uh, the Flyers have lost by five or more goals this season. And, like, they've played 42 games. That sounds almost impossible to, like – one out of every six games, they get blown the fuck out. That you know, like that's once every two weeks, they just have a completely non-competitive game, and that doesn't. You know, that's not even accounting for like three and four goal losses. We're talking about five here. Like the the over under for most hockey games is like five and a half six, and we're talking about that's their margin of loss on a regular basis. Uh, you know, I, I like certain players on this team. I, I really think uh, some of them get unfairly criticized but at this point there is no unfair criticism this is a team that is clearly given up not ready to play again tonight uh just don't care they don't take it seriously their job is just their job they show up they get paid they go home that's it that's all this team is is a bunch of guys doing a job from nine to five that's who they are uh they're not passionate they're i mean who's who's working hard out there there's no way you score one goal in this game if you're working hard. Like, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't even begin to describe my level of frustration with this team. Like, they're screwed. They are in so much trouble going forward. How are they going to improve this team? Who would want to trade for anybody on this team? Save for maybe, save for maybe like, Farabee and Couturier. And if we're losing them, those are our only good players at this point. They're the only ones under 30 who are any good. Like, I, I mean, Kevin Hayes, who I just enjoyed so much last year, made so made last season so much more fun. What's he doing out there? It, it, wh- where is his head at? Because it ain't on the ice. Like, I, I don't know what I'm watching with some of these guys. Just no impact being made by, by anybody. It's just an embarrassment. I... I I, I've I've yelled and screamed about this team as much as I can. Uh, we're gonna go to the phones real quick. This ain't gonna be a uh, this ain't gonna be a long show. I know I say that every night, and then we do like 35, 45 minutes. But no, I just don't have it in me. So let's go to the speaker request. Let's lead it off with Ian Ackerman. Ian, you are live on the post game. Ian, hey, can you hey hear what's me? up? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear oh, me? There you are. You're live. Yep. Okay. Say, uh, man, this. Tonight sucks. First of all, the 
saw the Phillies had to put Hector Neris in and he lost the first game of the doubleheader and they're losing right now. And then, then this Flyers game is just, I'm so sick of this team. I, they just have no heart, no grit. I just, I don't know what to say. It's infuriating to me. It's yeah. It, it's to the point where it's almost hard to explain. Like the effort thing is not something I ever want to go to. I want to explain 20 different ways before I'm just like, they're not trying out there, but Jesus Christ, they better not be trying. Like if this is them trying, then we're so much worse off than we thought. Like, I know I, it's, it, it's embarrassing. And dude, like I, I'm an out of state fan. Like I live in the Detroit area. And at this point I'm glad because I can't handle watching every game of these guys. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, now, I have a question for you. Do you think there's anybody like in the off season where they might be able to sign someone that might be able to? Obviously, they're not going to be able to get some star player, but maybe somebody who can just come in and bring some kind of improvement to the team. Maybe somebody like kind of like how the Flyers did the one year a few years ago and signed Briere in the off season. You know, not like a superstar player, but like a quality player that could come in. I mean, they're gonna. They need a serious upgrade of top end talent. Like they have all the third and fourth liners in the world. They're an organization of third and fourth liners. Ron Hextall is the greatest depth drafter ever, and just the worst at finding great players. I mean, uh, I don't think it, they are gonna have to make so many moves to bring in top end talent. I don't know if if it's even possible in one off season. Okay, yeah, I mean, I just, I was just thinking outside the box. I have no idea what they're going to do. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, I I think I agree with you. Like, we're in trouble for for, for a while, I think, and it's, I just don't have the patience for that, and I know none of us do. No, it's a, it's a damn shame. Thanks a lot, Ian. All right, let's go to the egg. The Eggman, you are on. Egg, hello. Hey, Bill, Bill, are you there? Can you hear me? Uh, there you are. Yep, I can uh, hear you. Sorry now. about that. I guess it's, I guess it's when I have the app off and I'm texting or something. I I have trouble getting in, but I'll try to watch that next time. Yeah, listen, I've um I, I've abstained for the last few weeks, and uh, I sat through these Phillies games and this Flyers game, and and thanks for this tonic of of your podcast. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different route tonight because everything that's been said about this team has been said. I'm gonna take a different route, and I want to let you. Let let me get my point out here, and I've I've had a few, but I don't give a shit. The beat writers of this team. When is a beat writer of this team going to write an expose like Jeff McLean or the guys like Shiel Kapadia, Bo Wolf, or Zach Berman of the Athletic and go after this ownership? Because I'll tell you what, the Eagles have done a hell of a lot more winning over the last two decades than this fucking team. And oh it's yeah, about, I mean it's about time yeah. these guys. Start to, and I think Anthony Sanfilippo has the balls to do it. And as good as I think Charlie O'Connor is, I think he's a little soft on his team. And I want to call out, I asked them tonight, when is somebody going to write an expose about this ownership? And Bill Meltzer blocked me for asking that legitimate question. That guy is a fraud and a fagazi. And it's about time these beat writers start manning up and going after and doing their job. Thank God these guys weren't around during, during Watergate. Thanks a lot, Egg. We appreciate it. Uh, first, like Charlie, uh, Charlie's an analyst. You know, that's that's what he does. I don't know if he's so much soft on the team as he looks to analyze the on-ice reasons. Um, 
for their failures. He tries to he tries to look at that the game from that perspective. Uh, in terms of the first part of that question, you know, I think a lot of that stuff with the Eagles article, um, like it's stuff that started bubbling up prior to like the pandemic and everything. And obviously like this last year, it's just, it's all blown up and it's gotten bigger. So we can't use that as as an excuse, not trying to, um, not trying to bail out the flyers beat reporters here, but I will say without um, like, we know Jeffrey Lurie's the owner. We know who's in charge. We know where the buck stops there without that. I know Dave Scott's there with the flyers and everything. And we kind of have an idea of the hierarchy. I just wonder if it's harder to get, um, a story about like what's really wrong on the management side and uh, who is um, like who who's to blame for a lot of this stuff. And uh, where is the dysfunction coming from? Why can't uh, they seem to ever take two steps forward without three steps back? And, uh, but I would be very much interested. I wish uh, there could be some deeper dives into the management structure of this team because Man, I'm so mad at the players. I'm mad at the coach, but it really starts with up top for me. Uh, you know, I've been saying for weeks, you know, Chuck Fletcher did absolutely nothing this offseason. He did absolutely nothing at the late, last trade deadline, did absolutely nothing at this trade deadline. Well, the team looks around and goes, well, I guess everything's all right. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. And it's just stagnant bullshit. Um, it's just a team of guys who are comfortable and don't see the need to compete every night. It's very obvious when you've lost one out of every six games by five or more goals. Like you don't see the need to compete every night. There's no other explanation for it. No team in hockey is any much is, is that much better than any other team like Tampa and Buffalo. If they played that many times, like there wouldn't be five goal games that many times. It's, it's, get to the next caller johnny dyer johnny you are live what's cracking bill how's it going tonight uh, it's it's been better uh <laughs> yeah i feel I, you <laughs> i wanted to to see like all right i'm not gonna pin this loss on the goaltending but can you prove to me that that was not michael roffle in net wearing <laughs> brian elliott's jersey and pads and if it was brian elliott did he retire before the game and then not tell anybody? <laughs> he's then, he's got senioritis, like, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weekend at burnishing, like his body, like he's just somebody else is manipulating him because that was that's all I can think he, was happening. Like, oh, that's not a real goalie in the net. I mean, yeah, and like it's not on him, but ooh, brother. No, some of those shots were really good, but it seemed like they were also stoppable points. I, I don't like I'm. Did he kind of, just like his body language, just his, like, stance tonight, he seemed like an 80s goalie. Like, he didn't <laughs> seem to move as fluidly and, like, concisely as, like, a goalie from now. Like, the shots that were going in, I was like, did you, did your pad shrink, like, during the game? What the hell happened? Like, yeah, it's, like, goaltending isn't why they lost tonight. They only scored one goal on a goaltender who came into the game with the exact same save percentage as Elliot. They both came in with an 894. Like, you had, you know, you weren't that outgunned at that position tonight, and you scored one goal, but on the, at the same time, like, Elliot was not good, and I, I respect the hell out of that guy. Like, he just knows when he doesn't have it, they're in this situation. He just has to eat the six goals or whatever the hell it was. Six, right? Um, and yeah, it was rough they're to not, watch yeah. eat all six. 
Yeah, they're they're just like, yeah, Carter Hart ain't going in because we're trying to protect him, and you're not going to be here next year. So good luck, pal. How many times during the game do you think he pulled that Danny Glover cop line? Like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, how many it, times? Six? It must <laughs> like every every odd man rush. He just has to be thinking it. Like he's Thanks, like, here we go again. All right, thanks a lot, Johnny. Uh, let's go to Chris Krochak. Chris, you're live on the post game. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, you're on. All right, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of thoughts. Um, first of all, same old man. Like, I tune in expecting, like, maybe this will finally be the moment where they, they just get it together and get some motivation. You know, the GM basically throws them under the bus at the trade deadline and says, yeah, not worth buying. But, I mean, how many times does that happen this season, you know, with the – different moments they could build around it just doesn't happen but anyway i have two two quick thoughts i wanted to get through the first one is you know this team has no uh, no personality man like none can you imagine these allow these losses being allowed if you had like a briere a pronger a team in a hartnell i mean who's in the locker room that legitimately could speak up i'm obviously not in there I, i don't know but like when scott lawton is the guy drew said it when Scott Lawn's the guy that has to stand up and say something, I mean, your your third line winger maybe, uh, who's who's holding these guys accountable? And I'm not saying it needs to be Drew. I'm just saying, who is it? No, and that's that's a great question. We've been talking for a couple of weeks. This team like needs an asshole. Like it's nice that Kevin Hayes like texts everybody when they don't have a game, and he's like, "Hey, buds, miss you." Like that's all well and good, and when they're winning, like he's funny. But I don't know who it is in this locker room that like is pissed off that they're losing because they do not seem to hate to lose. If they do, they must all be fucking miserable. But that doesn't seem to be the case. They seem okay just going out and doing this every single night. Uh, uh, just getting their brains beat in. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. I really don't. It's uh, They need more of that. They need not veterans like 30-year-old guys, guys as old as Giroux, but they need guys in their prime who know how to win and have the personality of, I don't care if everyone on the team doesn't like me, if like I'm getting the best out of them. They need that in the coach, which they don't seem to be able to deal with very well when the coach uh, criticizes them. That seems to be an issue. But, yeah, the personality of this team just seems to be that of, yeah, we're going to work today, and uh, maybe it'll go well, maybe it won't. Yeah, and I'm just I'm so tired of hearing from the players how tight knit this group is, how much they get. All, I mean, that's well and good, but like, if you like each other that much, you, you'd want to play for each other. You'd want to win. Yeah, them. you'd think like they they they're tight knit and they love each other, but when someone gets like cross checked in the head, nobody throws a punch. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, we're all tight knit, but nobody's uh, nobody's out here putting themselves on the line for anyone else. Like, who's making a desperation play? Who looks desperate on the ice? Nobody. Their body language tells you everything you need. I mean, they're either emotionless or they're they're laughing before the period starts and they're down five goals. It's like, well, what the hell? You should be pissed off. Uh, yeah, you know, I just don't. I just don't see that desire to be great in this team. The only way I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to fix this. They need they need a off season like twenty twelve or twenty eleven or. 2007 where they just kind of blew it up and just brought in like five, six, seven new faces. If they can't get that done, I don't know how this is going to get fixed. No, I'm right there with you, Chris. And thanks a lot. Like they need to make a number of substantial moves. And if Chuck Fletcher has shown us anything, 
that's not really his thing. Uh, one thing I know I did the last night, the trade deadline reaction show, but I just want to reiterate Chuck Fletcher spent $3 million on Eric Gustafson this off season, 3 million in a flat cap, no cap space year on a, uh, on a defenseman that nobody really thought fit when he got him. And he had to trade him retaining some of his salary had to trade him for a seventh round pick in 2022. Not even this year. Like, that's as close to nothing as nothing gets. That's literally like a player to be named later, and when later comes, just going, yeah, we're good. We don't need anything back. Like, they're paying Montreal to take them to take him off their hands. A couple of months into Chuck Fletcher's only off-season move, that's how much of a disaster it was. Like, do I have any confidence in him to uh, to fix this thing? No, no, I do not whatsoever. All right, let's go to Dave Brown. Dave, you're live on the post game. How you doing, Bill? You hear me? I can hear you. Yep. Hey, man, a couple of things. You know, I'm a big Flyers fan. We all are in here. We turn on and watch every game, and we know all the bullshit that's happened this year. But, you know, I turn on the game hoping that they're competitive, and and the end of the first, it's four fucking one. Like, have a little integrity, have a little heart, and play the game for us, and play the game for yourself, and play competitive. I'm getting tired of watching this team be blown out every other game. It's embarrassing. That's seven times in 42 games they've lost by five or more. Like, that's almost hard to accomplish. Really? And, uh, you know, I see a lot of gliding around, long loops, you know, flinging their sticks around. Play hard. Play the 60 minutes. And, you know, do something other than just – it looks like they just don't want to play out there. Uh, and that's the, like, if they want to get out of here, like, if t- if players, like, maybe they just don't want to be in Philly anymore, well, you're making it impossible for you to get, for, for us to get rid of you. Right. Like, there's nobody out there even desperate to leave because they all just seem so comfortable. Oh, I'm a Philadelphia Flyer. It's great. Like, you know, we just, and- no, one ex- no one expects shit out of us, and everything stays the same all the time. It must be a beautiful life. And I'm with you with Chuck Fletcher. So this team has been totally pathetic this year. And what you did on the offs uh, in the trade deadline was get rid of a defensive player we didn't want to begin with. Got rid of Michael Roffle, was your fourth line winger, and extended Scott Lawton. And that's all you did. And you didn't do Dick Dilly squad in the offseason. So I don't think Chuck Fletcher is going to do anything to, to make this team better because he hasn't shown anything. No, I mean, listen, the, the first summer uh, after he got the job, he's here, and uh, and thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, he, he had, a, he had an, uh, to borrow a phrase from the Phillies, an objectively awesome offseason. Gets Kevin Hayes, gets Niskanen, gets Braun. All right. Well, Niskanen quit, so you re-signed Braun for two years. You gave him a two-year extension, and Kevin Hayes is still here. Other than that, who you've brought in is Nate Thompson, Derek Grant, and Eric Gustafson. Thompson and Grant were just rentals to fill the three and four C holes. They're gone. And uh, Eric Gustafson, you had to pay Montreal to take him from you. Like that is what Chuck Fletcher has done since getting here. Next to nothing. Like literally he hurt the team this year. He made one move and it was terrible. Like Nate Prosser was playing this season on a team that was supposed to compete for a cup. We were watching Nate fucking Prosser. All right, Mr. 69, you are live. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. 
Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, Bill, I'd like to uh, uh, kind of agree with the egg when he said something about the uh, beat reporters not calling out uh, ownership on this because, I'm trust me, I'm a Team Charlie guy. I'm a huge Charlie O'Connor fan. I'm not talking about him in general, but I'm just saying if like a newspaper guy wants to make a name for himself, right now would be the time to call out the ownership group. And I want I just wonder like I think the ownership group's biggest um like their biggest sin is they just don't give a shit. Like the Flyers are a cash cow, it's just an asset of Spectacor and it's just nobody like Ed Snyder, even though he was like, you know, a trillionaire, he was like the George Washington of Philadelphia hockey. You know, he like invented it and took it very personally every time they lost. I just don't think like I think they're just cool saying, all right, Chuck Fletcher, you're you're a good hockey man. Uh, Paul Holmgren's upstairs. If you need anything, um, you're in charge. Have a nice day. I'll see you. I'll see you at the Christmas party. Like, that's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think goes on. It literally seems like they're just like a bunch of Sixers fans that don't even watch any of the Flyers games, and then they just check the uh, accounting statements to make sure they're still churning a profit there. But it almost this team almost fe- feels like green, like the Green Bay Packers, where like Claude Giroux is like Aaron Rodgers, where like he just looks around every single year, where it's just like, all right, well, this is the shit I got to go into. How this how have where- you helped me? You know? Yeah, he's, just like, <laughs> he's like this is he, he walks into the locker room, looks around, he's just like. Well, here we go again. Yeah, like, oh, thanks. I'm in my prime. I'm playing with Jake Voracek. He's in his prime. We got Michael Roffel on the left wing. That should go well. Yeah, this is good. This is maximizing. This is maximizing your two $8 million stars. Like, this is what you've given them. Yep. Unbelievable. Thanks, Bill. All right. Thanks a lot, 60. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're on. What's up, Bill? How's it going tonight? Um, I didn't watch the game, so pretty good. Lucky uh, you. Yeah. Um, honestly, this was—it's gotten this bad to the point where I honestly I forgot they even played. Uh, <laughs> so did, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they fucking forgot too. Yeah, I did, didn't watch them one bit. Um, I almost feel like there's, and it's hard for me to think this way, but there's no way. It's so hard for me not to think that there's not a relationship issue because there's no way they're trying out there. This, that's awful. 6-1 again? That's you. It's almost like they're not trying because they hate 
Fletcher or they hate Vigneault or they hate someone. Like, there's – it's impossible. I just don't – I don't know. I don't yeah, know what I, the fuck would be the cause. It's There's no other explanation at this point. Like, it's so hard to uh, – it, it's so hard to blame anything else. Like, you can't possibly tell me you're trying your hardest when you get spanked regularly. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And they have – I'll go back to what I said before. They have to shut down fucking tickets. They people can't see this shit. That it. I, I don't like I, shut it down. I, who's gonna pay? Like I can't believe anybody would pay a dollar. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't. I don't know. That's 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 all I have though. That's <laughs> Thanks, crazy. Hunter. Appreciate it. Now, like, imagine, imagine going down to the Wells Fargo Center and handing them your money. Like I. You couldn't – I'd say, no, shoot me. Gun to my head, like, you have to go watch a Flyers game and pay for a ticket. I'm like, no, just shoot me. Just fucking shoot me. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Warren Brody. Warren, you're live. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm just wondering if they win another game this year because the goaltenders <laughs> are, are just – they can't stop anything. I mean, it, forget the team. Forget the team. I mean, they're bad enough. But it doesn't seem like the goalies have anything left. It's it's something we're going to get into tomorrow, I think, when we record BSH. Haven't made the schedule yet, but I'm pretty sure we're doing it tomorrow. Um, the fly, NHL.com tracks 5-on-5 team save percentage going back to 2009-10. The Flyers this year have the absolute worst ever, and like it went down considerably tonight. But... <laughs> <laughs> like they're, it's it, they can't stop a puck. It's but it's insane. I think some of the uh, callers and I really hit on a great point about the the franchise how it's going downhill, and uh, you know so it'd be a great a great read. That I'd like to know, you know, what the hell is going on behind the scenes right now because it's obvious that the coach and the players. Uh, I the coach the players heard yesterday that the coach is coming back next year, so they quit. And if that's true, like then they're quitters, you know. Like maybe the, maybe they don't like the coach. Maybe the coach doesn't do everything right. But you know who's like? Uh, there's a long list, and everyone's to blame. But you know who's like at the very bottom of my list is Elaine Vigneault. I, you know, if the goalies can't stop a puck, there's nothing he can do about that. It's uh, if they hate him that bad that they're just giving up. It's it's over then. Then they need a whole new set of guys. They need twenty new guys because this is a team of quitters and losers. He seems burned out. Uh, I think they've had the NHL, and I'm going to toss a little blame on them. There's too many games in too few days. They play six oh. games in nine days. I mean, I think some of these guys have. Just and they've quit. I mean, obviously there's problems in the team, but I also think it's just too many, too much. Oh, it's I definitely like it. no, it's terrible. And we like that's the thing is they have to go out and play. We have to watch this embarrassment every night. Thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, like I think it was the starting after the outdoor game began. There, they ended the season. They're still in it. Um, Forty games in seventy-one days, like that is an incredible schedule. That is insane. Um, but there's there's a lot of teams playing through a uh, 
playing through a COVID crunch, playing through a condensed schedule. Like it's it's this way for a lot of teams, and they just were not up to it because whenever anything goes wrong, ten things go wrong for this team, as we saw tonight. It was one one. This game was one one, and the, uh, then they got crushed. Like it, uh, unbelievable. Let's get a few more in here. Nikki Hall, Nikki, you're on. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Side of the game. How's it going tonight? Um, I mean. I watched maybe like the first period and then after they let up the second goal, I just something that gave me that feeling. I was like, maybe let's not watch tonight. And <laughs> I was like, sure enough, six one. I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess this is, this is, this is what we're going through t- tonight. Um, of course, the Phillies aren't doing much better. They're down three, three nothing right now. And they lost the first game of their double header uh, in eight innings, four to three, but maybe the Phillies have problem this year. I don't know. Anyway, back to the Flyers. Um, honestly, if I'm being 100% honest here, we really need, like, a change in front office. Like, literally, like, a lot of – I feel like a lot of callers have probably already mentioned it or hit it off saying, like, you know, what good has Fletcher really done? Like, Absolutely know, nothing he, since the summer like, of 2019. Like, like, he legitimately signed two good players when he was still with the Wild. The Wild let him go, and then we signed him. We figured, oh, maybe he can be Chucky two trades here, maybe swing this organization in just two trades. Nope. In fact, I feel like he's put an ex- he put us in the exact opposite direction of where we're supposed to be right now. And that's honestly saying a lot because, I mean, okay, yes, Hextall had his moments, but, you know, it... <sighs> we really need somebody else that's going to be like an actual leader for front office because clearly Fletcher's not going to be doing anything, whether it's the deadline, the off season, like you're, you literally, your best acquisition was a defenseman who ended up not working out in the end anyway. Like, yeah, that's, that's all he did. That's all he did was Eric Gustafson. Like that was it. It's like all these other teams were bolstering their offenses, bolstering their defenses, Helping out their goaltending, doing this, that, and the other, and what are we? Oh, I mean, we signed Eric Gustafson. I mean, you know that. I mean, let's see how let's you know let's see how he does. And it's just like now we we saw how he did, and it's just like well, that was a waste of an off season, and it's especially now a waste of an off season. It's a waste of it's a waste of a whole season. Like they yeah. punted on the season. It's it, they just threw it away. Like and even like it was what was it? It was Super Bowl Sunday. When we had that high scoring game against the Caps and we won seven to four, I was like, oh, hell yeah. This is, you know, what was it? I think we were going to play him again. When was it Tuesday of that week or something like that? That sounds about right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, high scoring game. We're going. We got the juices pumping. And then freaking COVID protocol. Bro. I th- honestly think that was when everybody checked out around the time that most of the team went on to COVID protocol because, like, once everybody came back from all that, I have not seen a full effort from this team since. No, and that's that's a great point, Nikki. Thanks a lot. Um, I do think um, I, I do think the COVID uh, the COVID protocol took a lot out of this team when they had to take those whatever it was nine days or two weeks, however long they were out. Like it seemed like they were finally starting to because they weren't playing well at the beginning of the year, and we all saw it, but they were winning. And then it seemed like they were finally really starting to turn a little bit of a corner, uh, starting with that Capitals game, and then boom. They're off, and you know, a bunch of players got sick. Maybe players had it worse than we know, and that would be that would be really a shame if a lot of guys struggled with that. And obviously, just the mental aspect of this whole thing is tough on everybody. But you know, 
It's tough on every other team too. It's tough on every team in the league. And they haven't been able to deal with it all that well. Let's get a few more in here. Uh, Tanner Robertson. Tanner, you're live. Hey, Bill. Um, you know, I'm at the point where if we're going to lose by five or six goals every night, I, I would much rather see Wade Allison, Zade Wisdom. I mean, I, I don't see the, I don't need to see Nolan Patrick in the jersey again this season. I mean, I, I, the kid doesn't look like he wants to be a hockey player. And I, and I am so sick of the lack of effort. I, if we're going to lose by five goals, I, I'd rather see us lose because we've got kids that aren't quite ready, like playing their asses off and just getting hammered by Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, 100%. Rather than Nolan Patrick taking his damn sweet time to do goddamn anything. I mean, holy hell. Talk about it. I I, I, I really tried to to have some patience with Nolan Patrick. But, I mean, he wasn't here last year, and we were a whole hell of a lot better than we are now. Yeah, Um, that's a fair point. I mean, good God. I'm sick. I mean, like, some some of these other guys, like, I mean, Abe Kubel, I mean, talk about a huge fucking regression. I mean, I I don't understand it. I'd rather see see some kids play. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, and just in terms of something we've talked about, thanks a lot, Tanner. Um, something we've t- talked a lot about, like Sean Couturier, obviously playing through something. You know, we've talked about the hip. Uh, he's had some injuries in his career. You know, shut him down. He's going to be here. Like, Sean Couturier won't be going anywhere. He's part of this thing. Claude Giroux, the no-move clause, he's not going anywhere. That he's going to be a part of this thing. Shut them down. What is the point of playing these guys in this lost season? Like, no, sorry. I know you're a hockey player and you like to battle, but that's not the personality of this team. They don't battle. They it's it's just get beat by a ton of goals every other night. Like, what's the point of just wearing those guys down? Uh, bring up some of these kids. Maybe they'll surprise you. What's it going to get worse? They're terrible. They're legitimately terrible. All right, uh, Johnny Dyer, then Hunter, and then we're out of here. Johnny, you're live. Oh, I think I hit the button by accident, Bill. But that's all oh. right. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I did, but that's all right. Because I wanted to say, like, I, uh, Scott Lawton signed that extension the other day. Good for him, making money. And one of the things they talked about was, like, oh, how he loves being a flyer. And I was like, I Why? would love to be a flyer. Can I show up to work? and completely shit the bed and somebody gives me $3 million. Like I could do that. So oh, yeah, 100%. It used to be like, you love to be a flyer. Yeah. You used to love to be a flyer because like there was a proud tradition and you were thought of like, you were tough. Like there, the owner cared so much. You were a premier team in the league. Now it's like, I'm happy to be a flyer because nothing is ever expected of me. <laughs> like, it's, it's completely it's, secure. I can do yeah. whatever I want. And nothing ever happens. The nobody ever lose. No. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Yeah, except for ghosts. They'll just they'll just put him on fucking waivers again. Thanks a lot, Johnny. All right, let's get to the last one here. Uh, Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're live. <laughs> Bill, we we've went from the Broad Street Bullies to the Broad Street Bullied. Oh yeah, no, they get they get pushed now. around all the time. <laughs> uh, no, hey, I got the idea. I will pay 95 bucks to go down to the Wells Fargo Center if they can make that building Gritty's fucking rage room and have all the players <laughs> standing there and I can fucking hit them. <laughs> well, you know, on the fucking table. Just a, a one-on-one, you might you're you're safe cuz you know no one's going to jump in. That's yeah, you know no one's going to jump in. Exactly, exactly. And give me uh give me Max Domi's dad too, that way I can <laughs> 
Max Kobe's dad. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, we have anything else? All right, that's about it for tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content delivered to you daily. As bad as this team sucks, that's how good our content is. You're going to want to get a piece of it. Uh, and then you'll like it so much you're going to write us a five-star review. Why not? It'd be pretty great. All right, that's it. Uh, I'll be back after the next game because why the hell not? I guess we're going to play out this string. The league won't let them forfeit, I suppose. Maybe they take that option. Uh, oh, here's the Easter egg I wanted to drop. I think I'm going to lead off tomorrow's show asking, would you take Paul Holmgren back as general manager right now? I think that's how I'm going to lead off tomorrow's show. So little, little fun Easter egg for all the people listening to this before BSH. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, I'm out of here. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.